are Emily and Jen, and welcome to Let's Talk Records. We are two best friends, exchanging albums and comparing notes. We explore the themes, lyrics, rhythms, and visuals of our favorite musicians. We will be releasing these mini episodes once a month, where we will explore a variety of topics within the music world. Today, we're talking about the Maine's new song, Sticky, from their album XOXO, Love and Anxiety in Real Time, which is set to be released on July 9th, 2021. Yeah, we got got a little sticky. Yes. First of all, I love this song. When you sent it to me, like before we decided to talk about this as a mini, I was like, this is, I think I said like, this is basically just a great song for the summer. And then yes. not even realizing it, the album cover is a sun. <laughs> yep. So I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but no, I thought the song was super cool. And I was actually reading an article about it that somebody had written. And um, John said, I hope this song moves into a room in your head. Did you read that article too? I wrote down the same exact quote. You did? Uh. So go on, because this I think this quote is really important and kind of sums up like the introduction of Sticky. I, I thought that that quote, like I'm so glad that I read that article because I just thought like there's no better way to really talk about like how this song like resonates when you hear it. And I guess really the only way that I can try to describe it is like you mentioned, and you can talk more about this, the Sweet Caroline reference in the song and when you think about that song like that song just automatically takes you to a place um and and gives you like a feeling and um I I thought that it was just such a perfectly chosen song to reference and he does it in such a good way which we'll talk about more but and that song just immediately puts a smile on your face yeah, it just felt like it was sort of emulating the energy of yeah. that same feeling. So give us the quote again, and I won't kill you on the quote this time. <laughs> I was just so excited that you found it too. So John says, I hope this song moves into a room in your head. Oh, so there's more of it. Oh, yeah, there is more. <laughs> yeah, there's, so I have the rest of it. I, I was going to write down the like, whole thing. More. Yeah, no, go ahead. You, you give us the whole thing. So he goes on to say, sonically, you can take the song however you will, but the lyrics hold a special place in my heart. Sticky is about that person or feeling that you just can't shake. I certainly hope it stays with you. Mm. It's perfect. I mean, that's at the base of what this song is. It's getting stuck on something positive. I mean, something exciting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) There's literally no better way to describe it. Of course, obviously yeah. the person who wrote the song has the best <laughs> the best way of describing it. Um, but honestly, the other cool thing that I thought that this was, you know, I'm really interested to hear. I know they had like one other song that they released um, like recently. I, yeah, I, had, I haven't even listened to it. I didn't want to listen to it before we talked about this because I didn't want it to influence this at all. I thought that this was such an interesting choice as the first release yeah. because there's a lot happening in this song like it's not to me at least I don't think it's like a typical first song that you release from an album because I think musically they're doing really interesting things here like specifically like right before the chorus it slows down and that's kind of where he's almost singing super like staccato and there's just really interesting things 
how they're playing with time and rhythm in this song that doesn't always play nicely in your ear. So I thought that that was really cool, but there's something that just like works somehow. Yeah. I think you're like, it doesn't break a groove, um, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because it should like music theory. It should. Yeah. It doesn't quite make sense that it works, but it, it does bring a certain level of interest because it's done so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and to throw something down like this for the main and in particular, um, just because we know at this point, like how big of a deal that these like albums are almost like eras for them. Mm -hmm. It's a weightier choice than just releasing a single from a thing because now we know that like with each era the main really goes in visually mm-hmm. attitude wise um musically lyrically into a whole new um like decade for them it just feels like decades of fashion well like each album is decades of fashion for the main mm-hmm. so we're kind of we're immediately just like slapped in the face with this mm-hmm. which i think is fun yeah Yeah, I think it is fun. And actually in that same article, the way that they described the album is being the right amount of ambition and nostalgia. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought that was such a smart way of, of describing it. And it's exactly what you just said is, you know, there's this artist in particular, which I now have come to really love and know a little bit more about you know, knowing how seriously they take like every release and just the amount of art and passion and like love that gets thrown into it. That's not just like, here's our new album. It's, it's an art piece and it's very carefully curated and art directed by every person who's had their hands on it. Um, But I love that piece about nostalgia because I feel like no matter what, it's always the main you know, and you kind of always know, like it always brings you back to that same place, that same feeling, that same room in your head, as John said. So yeah, the main room. And I was listening to um, another interview John had done with Rock Sound. And he was saying exactly that, that this album is nostalgia in the way that it's the best parts of what the main has been. Mm. Um, So they really wanted to take that and kind of celebrate that Mm -hmm. um and it's so apparent I mean it's the main like it's something new and different and he was saying he didn't want to write the same song over and over again especially for this album um but it's like I don't know I just feel like they have like the Midas touch but like the main touch like everything that they touch (laughs) you always know it's the main (laughs) yep the Midas main touch I love that (laughs) (laughs) it's true I also enjoyed just reading a little bit more about um, like what the album's going to be about and what the purpose was. I think it was a really unique perspective um, from John about love and anxiety and how the two very much coincide and how he said, and it says in real time, he was saying like he was writing directly from his, his perspective, which I think is really cool. So I'm excited to kind of see how that feels as an album um yeah a little bit of a stream of consciousness mm -hmm. yeah and even just like when I pulled up the album and was looking at the names of the songs um I can see like the transition 
there and I'm excited. I'm really excited to just see how this whole thing kind of plays out. So what a really great teaser for sure to put out there. It's going to be an interesting album. This is also really exciting for me because now that I you get to be a main fan for the first time and yeah. experience this. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited and for you. <laughs> so it's cool. And I don't typically, there's only very, there's very few artists that I follow so closely that I know when they're coming out with an album. Um, so this is just fun to also be along with you. Yes um on this ride so I'm excited about that too they've stuck on you they've stickied you (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I think it's like cool to see this through your eyes because this whole subset of like the main fans all of these like 81 23 people Mm -hmm. I love that you are seeing like why their fans stick around and like why they're able to do things like 8123 Fest in Phoenix, Arizona, where they're from, where they mm-hmm. have a whole weekend dedicated to them and their friends. And it's a success and why they're able to do things like Sad Summer. And they were able to just sustain and try new things. And all I can think with these eras is it's like when these... <laughs> 80s eras come out and visually and musically it's like all of their fans are like okay cool so this is our lifestyle like it sounds so silly but like everyone's gonna be wearing red and yellow now for Mm -hmm. the summer and like through this album cycle and it's it's cool and it's fun and I think it's like very interactive um but I mean there's a reason that their art succeeds in that way so I'm so excited to like see this roll out through your eyes and like have you along for the ride yeah welcome to the family thanks thanks for inviting me no it's awesome and I'm glad that you talked about um the red and yellow because I I always remember like obviously you're a super visual person and you love how musicians and bands incorporate that visual aspect in their work aspect into their work and they are just a band that does that so well. And I mean, we can move on to talking about the video now, if that's okay. Cause like, <laughs> I got to talk about the colors. Like that was I just know. absolutely so breathtaking. <laughs> it, it is. And that's like, as an artist, I think that's the extra fun layer for me to have you come on and experience this mm-hmm. through like that lens as well through that visual importance lens um but before I let you fly to the video okay I have a few things I want to point out in the song okay including I want to circle back to your little sweet Caroline Mm -hmm. um thing because I have more information oh you do on it okay give me more um so in that rock sound interview um and I'm so excited because I really like wondered Uh, But I got confirmation. I've had a theory since the song came out and then it was confirmed. So it's like, okay, why pick Sweet Caroline? Like, so we're from, so listeners, we're from New England. I live in Boston. We've grown up going to Boston. Like, you know, you're only an hour away. Everyone here understands and knows about Sweet Caroline because of one thing. 
the Red Sox. <laughs> the Red Sox. Well, that's exactly why that song was referenced in the song. <laughs> really? The le- I think the lyric existed um, because you're on repeat. Or, you know, mm-hmm. there was some concept to like, okay, I want to reference a song that's like, that gets in your head. So John said he was trying to like, think of like a song that repeated or a song that kind of had those sticky lyrics. And he thought back to like vivid memories of going to see the Boston Red Sox. And he must've done it here because he said that like, it just kind of came out in his mind of everyone singing so good, so good, so mm-hmm. good in the crowds and like how it's like fuck the national anthem I mean that's like the national anthem here mm-hmm. um so that's how it made it in that was is because so of cool. the Boston Red Sox I love that <laughs> I do too that's amazing oh so it's like <laughs> it's even better because when I first heard that song I was like oh my god like we have a Boston reference song like haha like I don't even give a f if it's not about us. Like it's about us now. Like, I don't even think they understand what they just did, but like, but they do, which makes it even better. It's pretty cool. I mean, what a very cool homage to, to Boston. And if there was to be a secondary video of like a couple running around during the summer, Boston's a great setting to do that in. So (laughs) can't you just see them like at Fenway? Like, yes, that would be so good. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So I think visually, like it visually and, and environmentally, like it's just funny that they they kind of bring out this like feeling of Boston in the summer because like it fits. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much more personal to you too, which is even better. Yes. Well, all I could think when I heard that song was like they don't even understand how hard that line is gonna go live here. Oh yeah. Like people oh are gonna lose their fucking minds. <laughs> the first goddamn like verse of the song, people are gonna be crowd surfing mm-hmm. and just it's like be yelling. Wild. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's cool that we have this little like gem just for us. Mm-hmm. So that's that on that. So it, sticky is a degree away from the Boston Red Sox. Got it. <laughs> Love it. Um. <laughs> um. I loved the line and I've made mistakes, but you were not one. Mm. The way, yes, the way he like says it is very the main and it's just such a powerful line. Like, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's just like, damn, that's, it's very afterglow from all time low. If we want to reference. Oh, that's so true. Oh, isn't that nice? I know it made, it changed my paradigm shift on the song when I like, I've loved that line since I first heard the song that like hit me, but like, I really sat back and thought about it in the last couple of days. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know if this song is happening in, um, in real time, mm. excuse my reference <laughs> to the actual, <laughs> I don't know how else to like say this, but now I don't know if this person that's sticked in their head is a memory or if it's like love unfolding. Mm. that threw me I feel like it has to be unfolding it, I thought so too but that's I feel like, like it has to be I mean think of literally the name of the album I think it is it's just 
an interesting line. So if anyone yeah. has any thoughts on that one, that's let true. us know. I can see how it could be a past reference. Or maybe it just is something else. Like it's just, it it's not too, like that line isn't directed to the person that this song is written about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we'll um, have to hear the rest of the album to make a solid decision. That's true. It could be this, this really like kind of mind fuck mm-hmm. time slip. Um, this like very eternal sunshine. Oof. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm like, I don't know. Like this I could go I'm, so many directions now. <laughs> I'm in a time vortex. Like, I don't know what to think, but my next and last bit of the song that I want to talk about also proves that it's love unfolding. So we've gotten more proof that it, it is happening as this song is written, like as this, this character's like stream of consciousness saying that they're feeling this way in the moment, they're not looking back. So the third and final thing that I found really cool in the song was there's a reference to black butterflies and deja vu. And a lot of people picked up on this as soon as the song was written or song was released. So there's a line in this in sticky that says, And I finally found those letters lost under my tongue. And there's a passage in Black Butterflies that says, I've been searching for the right words, but I can't even find an echo. Don't you let go. There are only 26 letters I can use just to tell you I won't let go. Wow. I finally found those letters lost under my tongue is the new line, which is so like, oh my God, so good because like... That's like true. That art. was two albums ago. Right. That's art <laughs> form. Like that's, I don't even have words. That that's is like, like life rectifying itself. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's I, like, I love when musicians do that. I think it's just so smart and you really, you yeah. can't, I wouldn't have been able to ever pick up on that. You have to be like a true a true fan to be able to look at that and be like, what? That is so cool. Thank you to the 8123 people on Twitter, because I honestly don't know if I would have picked up on that either, because I saw it. I saw that everyone was like, oh my God, it's a Black Butterflies reference. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'd only heard the song like once or twice, saw that and was like, oh my God, it is. Like once you, when someone points that out, it's like, holy F. Like, that's exactly what it is. Oh, my God. That's great. But I mean, yeah, I mean, this as like poppy and fun as this song that like and simple, like you look at it, you're just like, it's just a groove. I'm just going to dance like it's easy to to get the, the lyrics right away and just like jump right on board with. I just love how there's still this like complex undertone. Mm-hmm. with the writing like there's three major areas on this that are just little easter eggs that are I so that. fun yeah oh, so that's so great oh. thank you for pointing those out yeah I thought you'd love the black butterflies one I mean like what six years later I think oh no 2017 sorry I can't do math four years later <laughs> that is so cool though it's wild oh and you I- hear some people say that like when they write like they'll get interviewed about their writing and they like, yeah, I don't know. I just like, whatever. I, I just like spit some words out and like, they mm-hmm. don't really mean anything to me. And it's right. like, 
so funny that it's just not the case with them. Like clearly with John, his writing is, is so actively a part of his like heart, which is cool. Yeah. yeah and you, I mean, you can just tell by the way that they take everything so seriously. I'm not surprised at all that, yeah. that there is a little Easter egg in there. Take me away on Colorland for the video, though. I'm I'm excited uh, that you, my, my video queen, um, how did you feel about this? Oh, I, I loved it. The way they played with things in this video was just so smart. I thought textures, colors, angles, close-ups, frame, all of that was just so well done, so well curated. I was very, very impressed. And wow. There are ways to overdo things like that. And I think sometimes, you know, you've seen videos by others where there's just like not really a concept there. And they played on the word sticky a lot by pouring honey on people's heads and, you know, just a bunch of different things that they were doing, um, sticking things to people's face, like, you know. Tape. What was your favorite sticky? Oh, my favorite thing? Okay. If you my, were in the video, what would your scene be? My favorite thing in the whole video was when they had like the little figurines, like the little people. And Jared's beard. Yeah. I, was like, I knew that was going to be your favorite. <laughs> it's like That was funny though. I like paused it and I was looking at all the different little people in his beard. And I was like, that's so cute. Whoever made these, like someone had to individually paint and make these people and then stick them in his beard and it was just like one inch figures Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's such a subtlety but when the last one goes up and sticks in Mm -hmm. you kind of see the corner of his mouth smile Mm -hmm. and I love that it's just so silly yes it is I think that's a great way to describe the video is it's it is just like silly and carefree and I think that that's that's really I mean how you feel when you're first falling in love with someone who just you know, you just feel like that. You feel like someone's pouring Covered honey, in honey over your head. Exactly. <laughs> a but million yeah. googly eyes on your face. <laughs> oh, I loved, I, I did love that too. It freaked me out a little bit, but not too mm. much. But all the stamps. Good. Yeah. Just all of it. And the duct tape. <laughs> the duct tape, all of it, the way that they did it was good and it wasn't overdone. And I think it was just all the color choices were so smart. And John is just like such a, he has like just a, he's just a captivating like human. Yeah. A lot of people say that. I'd yeah. love to meet him. Yeah. Well, even from, and we'll talk about the TikToks after, like <laughs> just being able to see his personality a little bit more shine through. I can't, I can only imagine what he's like live, but he's literally just doesn't care. Like he Not just doesn't all. care at all, which is great, you know? There's just no need to have to pretend to be some cool guy when you're just like, I make art. I make really good art. I'm a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely half crazy and half charisma. <laughs> yeah. And it's done very well. <laughs> yeah. It makes him captivating. So I, I felt the same way. I was kind of like, I loved it for its performance art. Um like it made me think of what okay go does a lot oh yeah yeah that's so true I never mm-hmm. there's a video by the red hot chili peppers for it's for can't stop and it's like that one I think they actually did work with a, a certain performance artist um shame on me for not like knowing 
but I, I there's something about watching people do things mm-hmm. like so simple, like almost like you're walking through a children's museum and like playing with the like exhibits. Like it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of love it, the simplicity. But I think it was like such a smart move during a time where it really is quite unsafe to have a lot of people interacting in your videos, especially if it's like on scene in a public place. Yeah. It's hard. But I, I thought it was interesting. The director, um, female director, so woohoo, woohoo. Apparently she's a commercial director. So this is like one of her first music videos. Huh. So if it looked like a product shot to you, it's probably because that's what her background most likely is, which I kind of liked that. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. But that's smart to pick somebody who knows how to place things in a way that's like very calculated. So that's like it's really a simple cool. video, but so much went into that. You know, she sat there and was like, okay, so we need this amount of postage stamps on this guy's face and he's going to stand mm-hmm. on a red backdrop. But you know, that changed a million times. Like, mm-hmm. well, because if you're going to do stuff like that where it's simple, yeah, it could be overdone. You have to do it in a way where everything's carefully placed so that nothing, so that it doesn't feel chaotic or childlike. Like it's still serious and it's still clean, but it's yeah. also like still ev- evoking the feeling of carefree and like silly. So yeah, yeah, because it could have been, it could have been done in a way that like it it could it just could have been done in a way that it was just boring. Mm-hmm. but it wasn't or stupid yeah it's it's interesting how they held composure through the video mm-hmm. um and I feel like she definitely probably sat down with them and was like listen like I need you to behave a certain way especially when we're doing more of the like invasive sticky things like I can't have you react to the honey mm-hmm. you need to just it wasn't stoic but it wasn't like goofy which really for me like turned this into just like a piece of modern art like Mm -hmm. it's something I could just see on the screens and like the MFA that you'd be like what are they it would just be silent though no song just like these guys stuff all over their faces and honey and you'd be like what the what is this Mm -hmm. um and I loved that about it like I think it's it's kind of fun yeah well done Mm mm-hmm well Agreed. done. Well done. Not disappointed, which is good. No, yeah. Especially for having no storyline. I'm super impressed. And that's why I wasn't I wasn't sure what you were gonna think of it. So it's cool that you like it. I like that. Yes, I liked it very much. And I liked their TikToks too. <laughs> their TikToks. <laughs> I've been waiting so long to say that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But, okay, so we see. We see kind of one of the big first and in, in what from from the circles that I listen to, we're seeing one of the the first big marketing uses of mm-hmm. TikTok for an album rollout. And I think it's been pretty interesting and well, it's, successful. It's so smart to do because when something's trending on TikTok, like you yeah. are just trending on TikTok. Like And obviously there's all these different corners of TikTok, all these different cultures within it. And um, I'm sure for this specific 
area of TikTok, it, it probably made its rounds. Um, and it was just done so well and so smart for, you know, to gain engagement on an album where you're releasing it in such an unprecedented time. Typically you'd be following that album up with a tour and like your tour would be really what's promoting you. Right. So to do, yeah. to do this preliminary promotion work, everybody kind of, every artist has their own way of doing it, but I haven't seen it done this way and done well, at least. Um, so I, I thought that it was super smart. I thought it was right on trend the way that they were doing it, especially like the first TikTok where he's talking about how he put together <laughs> the song sticky and he's, yes. you know, he, it was just, you know, it wasn't done in a way that's like, oh, they just, you know, went on TikTok and didn't know how to use it. Like, Someone very clearly knew, like, this is exactly what you have to do. This is a trend that's happening right now. It's super current. Um, and I, res I respect it, even though, you know, some people have their opinions about TikTok. Like, you got to cater to your audience. And right now, this is where people have been living. Like, people have been yeah. utilizing this platform in so many different facets, Um and this is a really unique way to promote an album and a song. And if you're going to lean into it, you might as well do it genuinely. And that's oh, yeah. what I like. And we know it's not the label forcing them to do it because they are the label. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's what I love the most about this particular TikTok use for rollout of the album because you know that there's a million other record labels that are like, figure it out, get on TikTok do your stupid dance. I don't give a shit if you don't like this platform. This is where everyone is, where they didn't, they, they can do whatever they want. That's the whole point of 8123 is that if a platform were to arise that everyone's using that they genuinely think is stupid, mm -hmm. guess what? They have the freedom to say no. So I do love that. Like they're clearly having fun doing these videos. And then, you know, at the heart and like the logical reasoning behind the videos they're doing them because they want to. Mm. I so. loved so much that they offered the perspective of like John hearing Sticky. Yes. Um, <laughs> being yes. released uh, for the first time and just <laughs> it's done so it's just so hilarious and ridiculous and over the top and he's just like cowboying out and but I can only imagine that that's like just genuine excitement and like, yeah, just being able to exude that, like, this is something I worked on for so long and I want you all to see what it feels like to put my art out into the world and I'm a psycho, but <laughs> this is it. And I, just... I mean, yeah, it's like not hot guy. It's not attractive. He's exactly. like behind genuine, like that, that yeah. is someone releasing art that they've been working on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people have been able to duet with them. And I like that it, in, it invites people for more engagement. Um, there was the, the honey pour mm -hmm. with the drummer that yeah. um, someone had gotten on and they were doing their own honey pour. And that person had made the, the stick talk. They made the stick talk first and they went on and they were like, my favorite band, the main, like, this is the only person I do it for a stream sticky. And like, they had someone pour honey over their heads. And then the drummer saw it and duetted them. Mm -hmm. And he had someone pour honey over his head at home too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think 
like that's just so funny and cool and I'm sure that fan was like oh my my god God." wild that's exactly (laughs) the first thought I had I was like this fan (laughs) probably was like thinking I'm gonna put this on TikTok and nothing's gonna come of it but then for the drummer to get up and duet with her like she must have been like shitting herself when she yes. saw that and actually doing the honey like we yeah. know that sucked mm-hmm. they talked about in the interview um with Rockstone. john was saying that the honey sucked so bad mm-hmm. they did it at the very end he was like i don't know what i was thinking but like just thinking she was going to pull some movie magic and we were going to do something else and then we were told at the very end it was going to be real honey and, and so they all get covered in honey and he was like it was you know it looks like it's just on your head but it was on my arm hair it was all over my body yeah and it's honey is not easy to clean off. It's like sap. No. When you get honey yeah, so, in your hair, <laughs> and it, he you're has done for. Hair. You're done for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for him to get on the drummer Pat to get on TikTok and do that again, <laughs> it's dedication. Shows me, yeah. When he could have just gotten on and been like, oh my God, and like duetted and not mm-hmm. done, but he did it. He did it again in his long, beautiful hair. And we know that he just spent the rest of the night in the bathroom, just like seven shampoos later. So mm-hmm. I like that it shows a genuine side of them. I think TikTok used in the right way can just show humans as humans. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're doing. So <laughs> I think this is great. And we're only at the beginning of this because we are still seeing them come out with we're going to call them promotional tactics I guess Mm -hmm. um you know they released sticky and then they kind of announced like very short notice that they were going to have this live stream show um so I think they released sticky on March 19th and then they they must have said because I kind of remember I like wish I I could remember exact timelines only a month ago but whatever they said like okay we're gonna release like the new song and video in like a couple days and then like a day after that they were like and like at the end of the week like we're doing a live stream show on youtube free for everyone um so they they did this live stream show um which this was their third in the pandemic so far the other two that they've done paid through their entertainment uh their entertainment platform called pillar which is really great because um, the first time they did it, they rented out, um, oh, I can't remember the the venue's name, but it was a venue in Phoenix, Arizona. And they were able to have people pay $10 a ticket for their access. And they were able to pay to rent the venue and bring back some lighting people and some sound people and, and pay some people that have not been able to work their jobs as well as patronize patron this this um hometown venue Mm. so that was awesome I did I bought a ticket and watched that and it was they just played to an empty theater and it was really still cool um and then they did it a second time just a short acoustic at 8123 studios over the um the winter it was another just like kind of cheap pay one though um but so I was surprised when they did this YouTube one for free because they still rented out a theater in Phoenix. They rented another one called the Celebrity Theater. And it's a, um, it's a theater that's in the round. So it's just like a circle stage. And then all of these, like, I think they said it seats 250 people. So kind of small. Um, they, they did the same thing that they did for that first show was they rented out the venue 
paid the lighting people. I think that's awesome. Mm. And they just took tips this time. They had like Venmo and Cash App and PayPal and these different things that you could just like send a couple bucks to. Um, and it was all going towards like paying crew. Um, so not only are they doing these cool things for fans and promoting, but I love this like undertone that they are literally like infu- like economically infusing these like key places and members of their own community that have been hit the hardest during this time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. Um, so we got the live show free on YouTube, still up there if anyone wants to see it. Great way to feel like you're seeing some live music right now. Great way to get acclimated with the main before um, you listen to us so much that you end up jumping into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then in addition, today they announced um, that they're doing a delivery tour on May 1st. A delivery tour? So what they're doing, (laughs) this is so cool. I'm so like, I, this is great for Phoenix, but man, I'm so sad that we're not in Phoenix. If you live in Phoenix or Phoenix metro area, you can like sign up for these 15 minute time slots on May 1st and they're going to drive around the city in a box truck, show up outside your house, play sticky, move on to the next, do it again, do it again, do it again. So it's kind of like a big free raffle. So oh you my can go God. in and plug in like, come by at 11 a.m. And then like, they'll choose someone out of those, like those signups for that slot. So <laughs> that is so smart more people need to do this. Like other artists are not, and bands are not doing stuff like that. Maybe they have more of a luxury because they own their own label. Like maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I mean, think about it. The fans, the only reason this band is still around is because you have any band is still around because you have, is because you have fans. So how do you give back to that community Mm -hmm. in a way that like is still entertaining and it's almost like a thank you it is. Yeah. Big time. I hope, you know, it'd be really smart as if they did, you know, how a lot of the band, a lot of bands have like a music video for a song and then they have like a live version music video. I hope they film this. Oh, yeah. they have to film it. It would be so smart. I know. Cause it's going to be cool. They did a, they've done, they've just, they've really knocked it out of the park with like care for other humans. This cycle, when they did the live stream, they had like a contest up for like a week after that, that was like, hey, is someone you love like trying to pay rent like and can't like write us in, tell us about them. And like, we're going to pick a few people and like pay their rent. Um, sorry, they didn't pay your rent. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> that's um, so funny. Oh my God, you're so funny. But I think that's like so great. Like years and years ago, they did a like a free tour where they just drove around and like played for free. I wish I was a bigger fan when that happened. Um, they've just, they they are good humans. Mm. And they're doing it for the music, you know? They're doing it because yeah. this is what they're passionate about doing. They're not doing it because they're trying to make money. It's not about that. It's, I love that they kind of do all of these things with the ultimate like belief that people will bring out the safety net mm-hmm. and they do and I think that's the magic of the main 8123 and their fans it's truly been a shot of like serotonin 
to my heart, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially in this first half of 2021, that's like, we're still in this and, you know, we're still, it's still going to be a questionable amount of time before life goes back to normal and everyone's able to get their vaccines and Mm -hmm. safe. And, you know, we're not seeing this amount of death, but we're still seeing these other bad things in the world. This has been a glowing red and yellow light for me. Yes. And hopefully by July 9th, we can maybe listen to this together. I know. (laughs) (laughs) A bright goal that might be very possible. And I'm so psyched for that. Mm -hmm. So here's to hoping. It's something Mm -hmm. to look forward to. Thanks. Absolutely. I think that's great. It's very well planned. Yeah. Love it. Well, I can't wait to talk about I can't wait to talk about the album when it comes out. We oh, did it. I think that wraps up our first mini episode. We did the mini. <laughs> Let us know if you love these or hate these or have ideas for us mm-hmm. that you want to see on the mini. I mean, we're just going to kind of um, use this as an opportunity to really zero in on specifics. So mm-hmm. TBD on exactly what that means, but we're going to yes. have fun and run wild with this microscope. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Records. Audio engineering is by Emily McLeod and graphics are by Jen Evans. Thanks for listening into this podcast. This show is part of the Trainwreck Entertainment Podcast Network. For more content, go check out trainwreck.com. You know, you might just find something else on there that you like.